Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. What up, Montana? Nuana is now one of 290 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Boy, do we have a show for you today. I've been all over the place, all over town, and uh, we're going to be welcoming in some of my favorite people. I'm Coulter Nuanas. As always, we're broadcasting to you live, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. A ton to get to today. I swung by Grizz practice for a little while today. Only got to take in the beginning portion of it, but uh, did get a couple more views of the Grizz. We'll be heading over to Bozeman to catch that uh, in it here in a little while as well, probably later on next week. My brother Brooks Nuanas, who will join us here in about, oh, 25 minutes. Um, he's going to head up practice tomorrow and Friday in Bozeman as well, so he'll have some feedback on the Bobcats. But Grizz look good in the show. I uh, hear in about 15 minutes, going to hear from Sammy Akim, senior wide receiver for the University of Montana. Um, Interviewed him yesterday uh, post-practice, so Tommy will be getting that bit ready for us here in just a quick minute. But Sammy Kim, an awesome kid and an awesome guy to always have on this show. About 4.30, Brooks Nuana is going to swing by, talk all things NFL. Uh, a lot of question marks around the league, a lot of storylines. Plus, we're going to talk some NFL Hall of Fame as well. So I thought the induction ceremony over the weekend was tremendous. Also going to get into some... Uh, Perhaps trivia, I got a couple good ones when it comes to the baseball world, but either way, we're going to talk about some historic accomplishments, including uh, by one Albert Pujols, one of the great players, one of the great hitters in the history of Major League Baseball. Maybe show off some trading cards as well, because I got some cool ones yesterday uh, down at Zootown Sports Cards. And then second hour, hour number two, the illustrious return, Ryan Tutel, former co-host of the show. Will join us here on Nuanas Now as part of our ESPN Roundtable, recapping his cross-country road trip. All the places he's been, all the great things he's seen, the sporting events he's watched, 
and everything in between. Give you an update on all things uh, in the lives of the Tutel clan as they are back in Montana for the first time in quite some time. And uh, then also just going to get some of Ryan's takes on some of the hottest topics in sports. You want to stream the show? Any of your various podcast hosting platforms, excuse me, any of your various technological platforms, your uh, iPad, your laptop, your cell phone, whatever it might be, head on over to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and you'll find the stream. Speaking of podcasts, that is also found on the website. You want to be in touch with the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Dude, you can have some Palheads tickets to give away a little later on uh, in this show as well. Coulter, so can you hear me in there? For that. And, of course, it's a Wednesday, so we have some wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. A dozen wings for you, the lucky listener, whoever is lucky enough to partake. You might have to answer some trivia. I'm playing it by ear right now. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just give you some trivia and give you some wings. Maybe I'll ask you some trivia and give you some wings. But either way, you want to be involved in the show in any form or fashion, give us a call or shoot us a text. 888 That's 888-1029. We're broadcasting to you proudly from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is located uh, at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Largest inventory of trucks in the entire Pacific Northwest. You can also find Northwest Motorsport online at nwmsrocks. Dot com. Now, Tommy, I see that you're messaging yeah. me because you want to talk to me. Now I can't hear you. Okay, we okay. got your channel back on. What's up, man? Well, f- first of all, for the folks listening, that was probably really weird because I'm sitting back here going, dude, can you believe this? And uh, you're just still rambling on about all your sponsors, <laughs> so sorry for the confusion there. Uh, and also, for folks listening or folks watching all around the state on SWX Montana, there's truly no way to convey the level of chaos going on in these studios right now. Uh, right, exactly. There are so many people. So Everyone's many like getting together for the first time in months. It's all joyous, very fun, but uh, what we're doing here seems very out of the loop of the fun, Coulter. <laughs> That's right. I, well, I got to steal all the fun. So Ryan came in. And our studios, if you've been here to a little broadcasting cabinet, or maybe you haven't, either way, uh, lots of windows. So everybody can see in to the ESPN studio that we're broadcasting from. Well, everybody sees Ryan, but we were recording a segment because Ryan actually has to get out of here. So he will not be actually live on the show. It'll be just be a conversation Ryan and I had just about 15 minutes ago. Uh, but everybody kept coming in and saying, Ryan, what's up, Ryan? And I'm like, hey, guys, just give me 20 minutes, and then he'll come out and hang out with you. I uh, hope you left all those interruptions in the recording. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, only <sighs> did, uh, uh, Do you realize where we work, Tommy? Yeah, dude. That's uh, Hey, man, it's live, man. It's oh, live I know. recording. All I'm saying is this is FCC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. As the manager of operations, maybe I should have thought of that first. Yeah, most of the people around <laughs> here, they only don't swear when they talk when they're on the microphone. Other than that, they're not allowed to be on the radio. They I will say, like, it is funny watching your guests come in and when they realize, like, oh, we're live on the real-life radio. This is, like a real studio and they sit down behind your mics and people just go blank just fear as they think through each word and sound it out before they say it it's a really funny thing to me because we have so much chaos going on uh i was halfway through the production of our uh, interview from post practice on monday with sammy kim so tommy you just let me know when that's into a bit and in the meantime it is great. Okay. Yeah, here, well, I'll pull in, it up. In the meantime, Tommy will get that ready to go. In the meantime, I want to give you a couple of my players that I got my eye on here at Chris Football Camp because I, uh, 
you know, storylines are always going to gravitate towards the headliners. And Sammy Kim, who's coming up here on the show in just a quick minute, he's one of those for sure. And, uh, you know, it's either the headliners or the local guys. So we're going to get a lot of pub from Sammy Kim, Robbie Houck, you know, uh, Mitch Roberts, who's a Missoula Sentinel product, Cam Humphrey, uh, the senior quarterback, uh, Conlon Beaver, the All-American left tackle. You know, all those guys are going to get a ton of, of pub. But I always like to watch some of the guys that are going to have elevator roles or guys that really have a chance to break through in a fall camp like this. So here's some guys that I got my eye on. First and foremost, check out SkylandSportsMT.com later on this week. Andrew Houghton's going to have a story on the transfer cornerbacks, uh, Omar Hicks Anu and Justin Ford and Trajan Cotton. Uh, all three of those guys are FBS dropdowns. Uh, Cotton and Onu, both from Oregon State, and Justin Ford from Louisville. Uh, a former four-star recruit from the junior college ranks. So those guys uh, are all going to be big-time contributors. But I think there's two young guys that have been really excited to see the progress they've made since the last time Montana took the field in an official capacity. And I think both these guys could really compete for playing time. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if one, if not both of them, were in starting, if not very prominent roles. And both that's Corbin Walker, who's a redshirt freshman, uh, I guess he played in four games during – he might actually be a sophomore. I can't remember if he played in four or five games uh, during um, his freshman year back in 2019. But he's a guy that uh, showed some flashes there. He had a pick six in the uh, in the quarterfinal of the playoffs – second round, excuse me, of the playoffs. Uh, win for the Grizzlies over Southeast Louisiana. And uh, I've been watching him during practice, and he's a very competitive guy. He's physical at the point of attack. He's not scared. He's been shadowing Samuel Kim all over the place and uh, really embracing that challenge. And so I'm excited to see Corbin Walker and then a guy who has not played any official games besides the spring games for the Grizzlies, and that's Aunt J. So. Aunt J. So is from Utah, a highly regarded recruit. Kent Bear has helped Montana get into the Utah uh the state of Utah prep ranks because Kent Bear played at Utah State, started his coaching career at Utah State. So uh, Utah, as we know, fertile ground for prep sports, always great production of uh, talent. And uh, so looks like the real deal. He, he runs well. He's strong. He's got a good long frame, uh, good reach, good length, and he's aggressive. Seems like he's got the right mentality to play corners. So, to me, already I've only seen three practices, but I do think the corners are perhaps the most improved part of the Montana Grizz football team. The other guy I got my eye on, a guy that was a breakout star as a freshman, even though he only appeared in four games, and he did maintain his record. I'm confident in that. And that's Jacob McGowering. Jacob McGowering it comes from Cheney, Washington. His father played at Eastern Washington. He's a guy that certainly could have been a high-level Division I discus thrower, and instead, he comes to Montana to play defensive end. He was a great pass rush specialist his freshman year. He had four sacks in four games as a true freshman. But then he only plays in those four games, so he maintains his red shirt. Then he gets hit with the COVID year. Well, that's a good thing for him because he's up to about 265 pounds right now. I was checking him out at practice today. Man, he looks the part. And those extra years for those young defensive linemen, it's always going to pay dividends. It's going to help them with their physical progression so much. And McGowering, definitely one of those guys. So although right now he's running with the twos, I expect him to be among, if not the premier pass rusher on this Chris defense and uh, expecting a lot of big things out of Jacob McGowering coming into this fall. Another guy I got my eye on, a guy that was uh, in a lot of the videos during the offseason during uh, conditioning periods or uh, in the weight room, a guy that showed tremendous strength in those videos, and the guy that comes from a great pedigree, it's Eli Alford. Eli Alford is a defensive tackle. 
uh, former transfer from the Air Force uh, Prep Air, Air Force Academy, the prep school there, and uh, a guy that his uncle Tony Alford, the associate head coach at uh, Ohio State, so he comes from a good lineage, a good high school program, also a Utah guy, and uh, a, a guy that I think because of the departure of Braden Deming, a transfer to Illinois State. Alfred's going to be one of the main dudes on the interior of the Grizz defensive line. And if he could be elite, I think that helps uh, a tremendous amount for Montana. Another guy I got my eye on. This guy I've been pumping up a lot in recent, uh, the last year or so, just because I know him a little bit personally. And I know he loves being a Grizz. I know he's put in the work uh, at a very, very high level. And that's Braxton Hill, Anaconda's finest. I think he's got a real shot. To be that number two inside linebacker there next to Jace Lewis, even if it is a rotation with Marcus Wellnell and maybe even Levi Janikaram was a little big sky product. You got three Montana born and bred linebackers, Wellnell from Helena Capital, Janikaram from Big Sky, and and uh, Braxton Hill from Anaconda. Those three guys give you three really, really good options next to Jace Lewis, and uh, that's going to be a pretty darn good group, I think. They look the part. They look, I was telling somebody the other day, there's a moment in time where Grizz linebackers look so scary, and then there was a moment in time where they didn't look that scary, and now that group looks a little bit scary again. They're a little, little intimidating. Pretty puffed up, pretty pretty swole, as the kids would say. Uh, definitely looks like they lived in the weight room during the offseason. A couple other guys got my eye on during Grizz camp. By the way, it's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, breaking down all things Grizz football. Keelan White, another guy who's... Flash and who we've been talking about a little bit, but I think he has a chance to be a breakout guy at wide receiver. He's got a lot of guys to surpass to fight for footballs because Sammy Kim, who we're going to hear from here in just a minute, Mitch Roberts, Gabe Solser, all those guys are going to get some some uh, a lot of passes. Malik Flowers is going to be in the mix for some passes as well. And, of course, the tight ends probably going to be involved in the passing game as well. But Keelan White, a guy I know the coaching staff loves his potential, and he could be that diamond-in-the-rough type guy. Uh, that rises up and, and maybe steals some reps from some of those veteran guys. Ryan Simpson, another one of those guys. I think that Ryan Simpson, Keelan White, those guys are going to be battling for that number four, number five receiver spot. I do think Montana is going to play probably five receivers, three tight ends, and, and throw the ball around to all of them. And I think that will make their offense really dangerous. But Ryan Simpson, a six foot six kid out of Bozeman, he's a guy that I think I got my eye on as well. He received good returns in the spring. And uh, if he can take the next step, he could be a red zone threat, a third down threat, a guy with a great frame. So if he can prove his, his toughness and his uh, acumen for the offense, he could be a good one as well. The running backs, everybody's going to have their eye on because Marcus Knight is out. He tore his ACL in the spring. He has been out at practice, but he's not been participating in live reps. But they brought in some transfers. Isaiah Childs from Akron. Uh, Xavier Harris is a true freshman from Oxford, California. Those guys are going to be in the mix. But Nick, Nick Osmo who's going to be a sophomore out of Portland, Oregon, is going to be a workhorse back for him, and they're going to need him. It looks like he's improved his pass pro, his pass protection stuff, as well as his catching the ball in the backfield. So far, uh, early returns are that he he's becoming more of a complete back, not just the short yardage back like he was as a freshman. And that's definitely a good thing for Montana. But can he handle the burden of being the number one guy? Can he handle the pounding? We'll see. But I think that uh, Nick Osmo, also a guy I got my eye on, and then a guy that Andrew Houghton, uh, ESPN associate and SkylineSportsMT.com writer, is interviewing probably as we speak, actually, here in, in the next few minutes uh, as practice likely wrapping up down there uh, at Dorn Blazer Field. That's Cole Grossman. This guy has had 
quite a career uh, without really having much of a career at all. He gray-shirted and then red-shirted and then got a COVID shirt. One spring, he was playing outside linebacker, and uh, he was running with the ones and looked pretty darn good. Now he's back at tight end, which I believe will be his rightful home. He's not a traditional old-school tight end. Not to put his hand in the dirt, knock you off the line of scrimmage, point-of-attack type guy, although I do think he's a decent blocker. But he could be one of the best athletes at tight end in the league. I think he's going to be more of a wing tight end. Again, they move around, line up in the slot, try to find the mismatch. McCole Grossman, a big 6'4", 225, 230-pounder out of Vancouver, Washington. I think he's a guy with a ton of upside. A guy that has a ton of upside but also is an established name in the Big Sky Conference, Sammy Akim. He's a senior wide receiver for the Grizzlies, unquestionably one of the leaders of the Montana football team and one of our favorite guys as well. I caught up with him after the first day of practice. This is from Monday night down at Doran Blazer Field. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, Sammy Akim. The first of what will be many Grizz player features here on ESPN Missoula. Well, as we're walking over here, he says it all in one line. It's finally here, and that's exactly how we feel at ESPN Missoula as well. Sammy Akim, senior receiver for the Grizzlies, joining us here on Nuana's now. I mean, the most obvious question, but it has to be so feel so good to be back out here. Oh, yeah, it, it feels good. I mean, you can just feel the energy. I mean, we were talking on the sideline. It's like, man, the coaches just seem so happy to be out here. And, I mean, we all are. I mean, it's been two years. I mean, you got to think because in the fall we thought we were going to get to play, didn't, thought we were – had some practices that was good but then in the spring you know we thought we were gonna have a season didn't and finally finally you know it's here so yeah it's happy to, it's 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 exciting you guys looked really crisp today i mean you probably expected that but what goes into that i mean how were you guys able to execute and I mean, it looked like everybody kind of knew what they were going where they were going that just comes from all the time we put in in the spring, all the time we put in the summer, the PRPs. I mean, I mean, we had, I, can, I don't know how many practices we had in the, over the summer, but we got PRPs all over the summer. I mean, we had a spring season. We had, I mean, we've been working and we've been, we've been ready for this moment. So I think we're, I think that just comes with preparation and just what the work we've put in. Big storyline in this camp, obviously the departure of Samari Torre, but also elevated opportunities for a bunch of guys that are probably going to be fighting for playing time next to you. So what do you think of this group you got? Because if you know Grizz football, you know there's a lot of guys that have been waiting their turn at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we got we got dogs. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know if you saw that video that's been going around where this kid is just talking about dog, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but you seen it? That's how I feel about our receiver. I mean, you just look around and we just got dogs. I mean, there's not, not much else I can say. I mean, we just got dogs all over the place and uh, I just can't wait to watch them eat, watch all of us eat. It's going to be really exciting. One guy I've been pumping up on the show a little bit is Missoula's finest, Mitch Roberts. He's standing over here doing an interview, but, I mean, he's I think he's underrated part of this team, man. I think he's primed for a big year. So what have you seen out of Mitch during the offseason, and what do you think of his potential? I mean, man, that's my guy. I mean, he's just always doing the right thing. I mean, if you look uh, in Mitch's direction, if you look what, what if you watch him during practice, he's always going to do the right thing. He's consistent. He's always going to show up. And I mean, that's what you can expect from him. And uh, you can't ask much more of a teammate. I mean, he's always going to show up. He's always going to work hard. Blue-collar guy. I mean, it's just, it's just great to have somebody like that on your team and somebody like that on your side because you know he's got your back. It's interesting to hear sort of the rumblings that come out during the offseason, too. But one guy that seemed like he made some strides is a guy I know he's your roommate, too, Keelan White. So what have you thought of, of his progress? Because it seems like uh, he might be a guy that could be sort of a breakout star for the Grizz this fall. Just another dog that we got in the waiting, just a young guy who's been working, just like you said, waiting on their moment. I mean, if, if you know anything about our receiver room, just like you said, there's been guys just waiting, working. And, I mean, I think that just starts with the work the older guys put in and the younger guys come in and, and uh, latch onto that and just watching. I mean, it's just 
it's just infectious. We all just want to make plays. We all just want to be the next guy to make the play on the field, and it's just uh, that's just what we do. Between here and September 4th, what are the goals? What are your expectations for this fall camp, and what do you hope to get done this next month? Um, execute, 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 prepare, prepare, prepare. I mean, just keep our heads down and keep grinding. That's all we know. I mean, if you know anything about this team, we're grinders, and we've been grinding for two years now, and that's what we're going to continue to do until September 4th. Sammy Kim, senior receiver for the Grizz football team, joining us here on Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. Pleasure having Sammy on the show. Seems like these guys are really embracing the grind, and I think Bobby Houck and his staff love that. It seems like they understand the expectations. They understand what's expected of them each and every day, and uh, the execution, all of it seems pretty darn sharp early on. So we'll see if the Grizz can parlay that into success this fall. But a lot of optimism going down at Dorn Blazer Field right now. Practice is usually about 2.30 each afternoon. Open to the public. You can't tweet from down there, so uh, keep the cell phones in the pockets. But you can go watch, and it's fun to watch. I would suggest if you need something to do on a weekday afternoon, head on down. Check it out. And if you see me, please say hi. I'll be down there from time to time as much and as often as I possibly can. NFL season. Preseason starts this weekend. What are some of the best storylines? And some more reactions from the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony as well. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our NFL insider, joining us here on Nuanas Now, right after this. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The preeminent preseason football poll is out, and five Big Sky Conference teams are in the top 25. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Stats Perform released its first poll for the 2021 season. The University of Montana enters the fall with a number 9 national ranking, while Montana State comes in at number 12 in the first stats poll. Weber State, the Big Sky's champion in the most recent spring season and the four-time reigning league champions overall, led the league with a number 6 national ranking. Eastern Washington, one of two teams from the Big Sky along with Weber to qualify for the spring FCS playoffs, came in at number 11. UC Davis, a team that nearly made the spring playoffs, is ranked number 23. And Sacramento State, a team that won a share of its first ever Big Sky title back in 2019, but opted out of the spring, came in at number 29. Defending national champ Sam Houston topped the poll with 39 of 50 first place votes. James Madison was number two and garnered eight first place votes. South Dakota State was third and had three first place votes. Rounding out the top 10, North Dakota State at four, Delaware at five, number seven, Southern Illinois, number eight, North Dakota, and number 10, Jacksonville State. And finally, former Montana State women's basketball standout Tori Martell has been nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year by the Big Sky Conference. The NCAA announced Tuesday Martell is one of 535 women nationwide to become a finalist. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Thank you, Lord, a woman. 
drinking on a woman. He's tuning up the CB. Can anybody hear me? Cause I'm headed down to number three. There's been a few cowboys uh, in recent years that have tried to replicate the the notion of outlaw country, uh, you know, the the Waylon Jennings and the the Merle Haggards of the world. And Chris Stapleton's done it well. The Sturgill Simpson, good. Nobody sounds as old school as Coulter Wall. I just had to Google that to make sure I had that right because he doesn't. It sound like it's from 1960. It sounds like it's from 1960, <clears throat> and he is 60 himself. But right. no, he's 25 years old. Right. It's insane. He's such a throwback. It's a true testament to how sometimes talents are timeless, and uh, Coulter Wall is certainly one of them. Welcome back into Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas, not Coulter Wall. Wish I had a voice like that, man. What a voice. Uh, Coulter Wall, definitely one of my favorites. Listening on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Visit Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. Well, the traveling radio show continues. We're all over the map. And uh, I'm in Missoula, but I'm sitting next to Dorn Blazer Field. We're doing this because of timeliness and... Uh, you know, just seeing what technology we have at our disposal. So Brooks Duanas is joining us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line through my phone. Uh, so this is fun. This is unique. But we're doing this just in, uh, in ease of time because i got to hit up Grizz practice before the show. So Brooks is driving back from Gardner. So first of all, tell us about that because I know a lot of people on this sh- that are listening to this show, watching this show, statewide television, they've been in and around Bozeman. You make the drive to and from Yellowstone National Park every Wednesday during the summer. What an experience this must have been, because I read the other day, 975,000 unique visitors to Yellowstone this summer alone. So what's it been like driving around and seeing all the cars everywhere? Yeah, it's, it's been different. And, yeah, during the winter, too, um, only kind of every other week kind of deal. But it's beautiful now. I drive down the Paradise Valley about 100 miles, about 200 miles from the dot from my door, uh, front door to front door. Um, it's gorgeous. I just saw probably 150 head of elk. Um, I saw a golden eagle today, a bunch of osprey that kind of live along the Yellowstone River there. It's been, you know, it's one of my favorite parts of uh, another job I have. Right now, looking at some beautiful mountains, still a little bit of snow cap even, um, and a lot of cars. Yeah, so the big difference is that Yellowstone, as well as Glacier, and most of the national parks in America have extremely high numbers of international uh, visitors. And this year and last year, there are none, to be honest. There's really just none. There's no tour buses. There's no, um, you know, usually you're in Gardner and you hear 10 different languages in a day. And this is all just um, domestic travel. So I saw three Mississippis in New York, a West Virginia, a couple Nebraska's, people driving from all over the country. Um, so it's a different, different feel than it usually is, but yeah, people are out and out. Amazing. Crazy to, crazy to think uh, everything that's happened over the last year and a half, but makes me so happy that I'm sitting here at Dorn Blazer Field, about to watch the Grizz commence their third fall practice. I know uh, neither one of us has got an opportunity to go see the Bobcats yet. I know you're going to make an appearance down there later on this week, and now I'm going to probably swing out there next week to come check out Brent Vegan's first camp. So I have more feedback for you on the Bobcats once we see them. We don't really like to evaluate stuff until we actually see the guys live and in person, but uh, the Grizz have looked good. Grizz have looked sharp. 
Uh, and I know, Brooks, you haven't seen this side either yet, but I just wanted to ask you just a broad memory question. I know you went through a couple fall camps at Doran Blazer Field once upon a time. So uh, I think that the only guys that have been sort of running around wondering what's going on are the true freshmen, and there's many of them from Missoula. So I think five Sentinel guys alone on the team. Uh, this year that are freshmen from Missoula. And Colter Janet Carroll from Missoula Big Sky, he's been turning some heads as well. But what do you remember about your first fall camp, uh, just coming to Dornblazer Field and just sort of the environment that Bobby Howe tries to cultivate uh, during this time of year? Oh, my gosh, man, super intense. Uh, the bus rides are just crazy. I mean, it's just like, I don't know what they're like anymore, but back then there was a pretty big group of senior leadership and coming off a national championship run in just eight. Um, and, you know, high expectations. There's a bunch of crazy personalities. So it was throat and hollering and, and a lot of um, you know, standing up, getting embarrassed, singing songs. I mean, you had to sing every second of the bus ride. You're bleeding and you're singing like the wheels on the bus go round and round and twinkle, twinkle, and you're just getting screamed at. And it's very intense. Um, <laughs> I remember my first, um, the first day of full pads. I got put on a kick, uh, a kickoff against the, the first team kickoff, and I was on the kick return team, kind of a scout team, if you will. And gosh, Ryan finished in defensive end. He's up in Helena now. I know he's coaching up there, teaching up there. Uh, just lit me up so bad. My nose bled from a hit to the head. <laughs> gosh. Yeah, it was intense, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a high level of football at that time, and it sounds, uh, you know, as we've seen the last couple of years, the careers are rounding back in form. No question. Brooks Nuana is joining us here. Nuana is now SkySportsMT.com as well as our uh, correspondent when it comes to things like the NBA and the NFL, and that's what we're going to talk right now. Uh, Brooks, Sunday, a cool moment. We were texting back and forth during it, uh, but you're four years younger than me, but still sort of the first Hall of Fame class that was guys from, quote-unquote, our generation, guys that you're old enough to remember to see the beginning to the end of their career. I know you probably don't quite remember Peyton Manning's rookie year, but pretty much all everything after. I remember when you were a little kid, the first jersey you ever got was a Charles Woodson Oakland Raiders jersey. So I know he's a guy that you've looked up to forever. Uh, but it was a cool experience watching those guys, those guys go in because it's sort of a full circle for us as football fans. And, uh, of course, Peyton Manning stole the show with his awesome speech, but I thought Woodson's speech was great too, and his, his parting line was so good. Um, so uh, I just thought it was a, a cool weekend, a cool moment, but Regardless, our proximity bias to this group aside has to be one of the great Hall of Fame classes of all time. You have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time in Peyton Manning, arguably the most gifted wide receiver in the history of the game in Calvin Johnson, and arguably the greatest defensive back in the history of the game in Charles Wilson, or at least one of. So, I mean, what did you think of just the Hall of Fame? Because it was, it was pretty cool and pretty uh, a unique situation for us as football fans watching those guys go in. Yeah, it was huge. I mean, he's... I thought that was happily said. It was a class of guys that was super important to, to both of our football lives. I mean, Charles Woodson is one of my favorite athletes of all time, let alone football players. Um, I've looked up to him and followed his career just, you know, more intently than anyone really ever. Uh, and, and, and another guy, you know, I was a lifelong Lions fan until recently due to a little bit of Barry Sanders, but a big, a big dude to Calvin Johnson, one of the most impressive athletes of all time. I put him on a very short list guys that kind of fall in the line with Calvin Johnson, Julius Peppers comes to mind. Athletic freaks that really transcend what it means to be physically dominant. Um, so I love I loved the Hall of Fame. Um, I love watching those guys go in. 
it's pretty funny. You know, I sell beer, wine, and spirits um, in, 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 during the daylight hours. We just launched Charles Woodson's new winery called Peter Steps, yeah. uh, which, which has been kind of fun to take around and, and tell the Hall of Fame story and share my passion about football. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a full circle thing the last couple weeks. So a great story on Twitter from Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt, a lifetime NFL scout, famously of the Dallas Cowboys. He gave a lot of guys from Montana a shout. I know that Brian Salonen, uh, he got a shout at the Cowboys because of Gil Brandt. But a guy that spent a lot of time in Montana and a fun Twitter follow. But he was saying that Charles Woodson brought a bottle of wine for every single person that he'd ever played with or against to the Hall of Fame ceremony that he knew was going to be there. And then he brought a case for every quarterback he'd ever intercepted. So I thought that was a great uh, side story. I also, the only thought I had was obviously Tom Brady was getting a lot of camera time. He is peers with all of these guys. You know, he came in the league two years after Peyton Manning and, and Charles Woodson, yet he's still here playing. He's the reigning Super Bowl champion winning quarterback. And so they showed Tom Brady quite a bit, but also they did the, the ceremony for the 2020 class uh, prior in the weekend too. And Steve Hutchinson was one of the highlighting members of that class. And I think that uh, for younger listeners out there, the scrutiny of why Michigan foot, the spotlight and scrutiny Michigan football has been under for so long might seem sort of strange because they haven't really been that good for the last 15 or 20 years. But people forget what Michigan once was. And I kept thinking while uh, Charles Wilson was standing up on the stage that, my God, the 97 Michigan Wolverines had Tom Brady, Steve Hutchinson, and Charles Woodson. You're talking about three of the guys that might be the best position, the best players of their position in the history of the NFL on one college team. Imagine that those guys won the national championship. Of course they did. How, did, how could they not? Uh, but it just was a striking reminder of, of where Michigan once was and why the scrutiny is so high uh, now for Jim Harbaugh and everybody else that are involved with, with Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is interesting. And as you mentioned, Steve Hutchinson, I mean, what a, what a player. Uh, one of the most dominant players to ever play a professional sport, period, in American sports history. Uh, cool nod for him. And Charles Winston, you talked back in the Michigan days, you know, I, I fell in love with the with the, the lore of, of winning the highest as a defensive player. Now, how darn cool it, it drove me in my entire football career of thinking of wanting to play defense because I knew I could still get the ball. I could go intercept the ball, you could force a fumble, you could play special teams, you could play a little bit of offense. You don't have to play 60 snaps to play to be an offensive threat. You can play five, six snaps a game at wide receiver. That really honestly drove most of my career being a defensive player, even though being the kind of athlete that played quarterbacks a little bit, you know, played basketball and had some dynamic ball skills. I want to play defense because Charles Woodson did. And all of that is just a tremendous nod to football in general. But yeah, Michigan, it's, uh, they were well represented at the football hall of fame this year. Brooks Nuanas joining us here in now. Talking all things NFL, including the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony that was this past weekend. But, Brooks, the season's fast approaching. Preseason is on the horizon. We're going to see some of the debuts of some of the young players, guys like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trey Lance, in in upcoming days and weeks. Also, the return of some prestigious players like Saquon Barkley. And uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, his return after having the devastating knee injury in week one last year. So, uh, a lot of storylines on the horizon. Anything in particular, though, that you're looking forward to during this preseason? I love the young guys. You know, I love this last draft class. I thought was interesting, um, especially because there's, you know, there's some quarterbacks in situations that are kind of the Trey Lance situation is really unique. Uh, the Mac Jones situation up in New England is really unique. Um, I want to see 
you the second year guys too because I thought last year there were some really serious playmakers that were rookies can't wait to see where they go to I think of guys like Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals Tua Tayamoga Ala from the Miami Dolphins the former Alabama quarterback Tua Tango Tua Tango by Loa I've been practicing one Tango by Loa I haven't practiced as much I had to get you on the subject to Google down first so I'll get to practice folks don't get me too hard on time uh, I like this, this, the young groups of guys in that first and second year. And then there's that second generation of quarterbacks that now are considered, you know, now signing their second contracts, which are the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott's of the world, which I love that group as well. So I, for me, this NFL right now, I, I'm focusing on some of the transitional young guys. I'm always a wildly defensive um, veteran kind of guy, which I, I just can't get enough of. Like we talked about earlier in, in a couple months back of the Melvin Ingram signings for about Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt. I love that kind of stuff. But for me, it's a little bit more of the younger skill position guys, Jerry Judy's from the Denver Broncos of the world. I want to see that transition that they make and kind of become the new face of the NFL. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Azula, SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuanas joining us here on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line, talking all things NFL. Saquon, his return somehow has become controversial. I don't know if that is a talk radio ploy because they just want to talk about him, but there's some people that say he shouldn't come back so soon. There's some people that are even saying that he shouldn't come back at all this year. Uh, seems to be a guy that's an elite athlete like him. Uh, his recovery is fully, uh, probably complete after um, hurting himself so early in the last season. So uh, just the return of Saquon Barkley, what does that mean? And it uh, seems like uh, if he is back to full health, he should be, again, one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, I worry about it, too. You know, he's just young enough that something that can happen early in this kind of career can derail the whole thing. He's a style player that hopes to be an NFL Hall of Famer. On paper, the eye test, in the film room, on the field, by all accounts, this kind of guy is a once-in-generational talent. For me, I, I would be hesitant not I think he plays this year. I don't see a reason to play week one, even week two. Again, we kind of talk about when the schedules break down, when the conference, when the division games come. What games do you have to steal within that, that non-division schedule to make sure you make the playoffs or to get a good seed in the playoffs or take that next step as an organization? In the NFL, you kind of have to look at that break that down. But for me, Saquon Barkley is much more important. Second half of the season or next year and the years moving forward for a team like the New York Giants who's really had so many big moments in their in their franchise history but in the last five or six years have struggled with coaching turnover struggled in the post-Eli Manning era I think for a team like the New York Giants that has so much fanfare I think that he's uh, a little bit deliberate with Saquon as far as his timeline is, is how I would lean on the situation Are you a believer in the Giants? You buy it or sell the New York Giants this year? I'm buying an uptick, you know, just because they are playing one of the worst divisions in football. <laughs> I hope all you NFC East fans like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Cowboys, that will make good. Eagles are going to be real, real bad. Uh, the Redskins, I think, are going to take a big jump. One of the best defenses in the NFL last year. And they get, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I'm just in love with. They can sign Curtis Samuel, Terry, Terry McLaurin comes back. Antonio Gibson's going to take a jump for those Washington Redskins. I love what the Redskins are doing, but I think that the, the Giants can fall into that next spot, now that NFC wild card. Danny Dimes, we'll see. I mean, Daniel Jones has a lot of arm talent and a lot of upstairs ability. You know, he plays, he plays the mental game as any, as any young guy in the league, but he's been, he's been turnover prone, and he fumbled the ball. 
last year. Uh, interception prone, has a lot of talent. They signed Kenny Duck Galladay from the Detroit Lions, who's been a deep threat, early hamstring injury for him. I like where the Giants are as far as the overall scheme of things go, especially in that division. But they're going to have to fight tooth and nail to snag a wild card spot. All things NFL, Brooks Nuanas here. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Read a story the other day about Antonio Brown. And you and I have talked about Antonio Brown a lot. I think that a lot of the headlines he makes are very exploitative. I think that uh, there's a lot made of Antonio Brown that doesn't need to be made of Antonio Brown. I think that there's a lot of drama that surrounds him that's unnecessary. Uh, when you become a star, that comes with the territory for sure. Uh, he's certainly done some dumb stuff. I don't think he's an evil person. I think that Antonio Brown uh, still has an opportunity to be a, gr- a good to really good NFL player. And if he did, uh, he's not going to reassume uh, the form of 100 catches and 1,800 yards and 13 touchdowns like he was for a five- or six-year span there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I still do think he could be a productive player that could, that pr- could produce at a high level in the NFL. If that is the case with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to me, that plus the return of O.J. Howard from a bad knee injury, the tight end at Alabama, could be uh, a shot in the arm for an already potent Tampa Bay offense. So uh, I think that a lot of times we expect the team that wins the Super Bowl to have a Super Bowl hangover, but in a lot of ways it seems like the Bucs could actually be better. Do you buy or sell the notion that the Bucs could actually be better, especially during the regular season, than they were uh, a year ago when they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I buy that. I mean, I think the Bucks are going to improve on defense, uh, and they had one of the three or four best defenses in the league last year. Uh, I love everything that at all three levels that they do defensively. It, it's it's beyond dynamic. Uh, it is physical. It's dominant. You can get after the, uh, the quarterback. You can stop the run. I love defensively what they do. Offensively, same kind of deal. You know, Tristan Wirfs, the number, I think, 13 or 14 overall pick last year, yep. offensive guard from Iowa was one of the highest great offensive linemen in the league last year as a rookie. I see him taking a step forward. They bring back most of the offensive line. You mentioned O.J. Howard is an addition of a free tight end. Um, and then you bring back those three, the, the three-headed monster, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. Right now, probably the best receiving core in the NFL. Um, there's some other good ones. You know, the Vikings, Adam Thielen, and, and Justin Jefferson, the Steelers with Chase Claypool. ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I was going through the divisions. Brooks Nuana's joining us, by the way. I was going through the divisions and it's looking at all the teams. And I was thinking to myself, and this is the case in the NFL every year. I actually think it's an undertold part of the storylines surrounding the NFL. But I was looking at all the teams and I was challenging myself to find a team that I actually thought was going to be bad. And I think that there's some teams, you know, I think the Eagles have an opportunity to maybe be not very good. I think that the Jets probably aren't going to be that good. 
but there's no just clear, man, that's a two-win team. It seems like every year in the league, there's like three or four teams where you're like, that's going to be a two-win team. There's three or four teams where you're like, that's going to be 11 or 12-win team at the minimum. This year, it seems like there's no team where you're like, man, that's a two-win team. You could talk to me the Jets or the Eagles going at 7-9. and nine. You know, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they could be okay. So it seems as if hope springs eternal across the NFL maybe more than ever before. Uh, so is there anybody that you think of right off the top of your head that's just going to be objectively just downright bad? No, I, I think that you named two teams that uh, if there's a 7-9 and nine odds out there for the Eagles, uh, you go ahead and hammer that on the other. If I mean, the Eagles and the Jets, I don't think, will win seven games combined. Um, those are not the two worst teams. I think by far, leaps and bounds behind them are the Bengals, who have a, their front, their offensive front is dismantled. And by all accounts, from camp reports, Joe Burrow would have been sacked every single drop back he's ever taken. Uh, <laughs> nothing really looks that good. Uh, offensively, Jamar Chase um, does not have the separation that they thought that he would at the NFL level. Again, this is only camp um, and some rookie reports. Um, and T. Higgins will have to take a big step forward. So I think that the the Bengals are right there with the with the Eagles. I think the Jets are worse than both of them. I think unequivocally the worst team in the NFL is the Houston Texans. And if if the uh, Deshaun Watson drama, which we have abstained from talking about very much here on this show, because uh, we just don't want to go down that road. We're here for positivity and and sports analysis. But if the Deshaun Watson saga does not come back around, then I think the Texans are absolutely going to be uh, the worst team in the NFL. Off the top of your head, without even really thinking about it, what's the best division in the league this year? Well, the NFC West has been strong, you know. Uh, yep. But I, I also think that the, I would say better than that this year because the 49ers have some questions. The Cardinals, you know, have not been able to put together a 10-win season. Um, even though they have all the talent in the world, Chandler Jones demanded a trade. We'll see how that plays out for the Cardinals. So I think the NFC West is right there, but I think – I don't even probably think it's that close is the AFC North. So I think that the Steelers, when they return on defense and Big Ben's last hurrah with that receiving core I had already mentioned, um, that, that place with that team will probably finish third in that division. That's a pretty darn good team. That's a team that can win 9-10 games pretty easily. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to flirt with 10-11 wins. And I think the, the Cleveland Browns are, if not the best, one of the two or three best teams in the NFL. Wow. Cleveland Browns, one of the best teams in the NFL. You heard it here first. I actually heard it here second because Ryan Tutel's been saying that for like seven years. I guess if you make a prediction for all of time, someday if it comes true, then you can say you were right if you just got ahead of it. But either way, I'm higher on the Browns too. I think that their rushing attack is uh, potent. I think that it comes down to one guy to me, man. It it comes down to Baker Mayfield. They just need him to be not just good but elite. And if he can be, I agree. I think they could be one of the better teams in the league. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. We're going to continue to break down the NFL. Rajib Seabrook and I, we're going to start our previews of division by division on Friday. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Brooks Nuanez joining us here on Nuanez Now, doubling, doubling up your Nuanez fun. Appreciate you being here, man. Uh, thanks for taking so much time out of your drive. And uh, drive safe. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Don't forget, Browns line up this year. J.D.R. Clowney and Miles Garrett on each end. Good luck. Woof. It hurts already. (laughs) Some pretty good athletes there on the edges for the Browns. More NFL coming up later on this show, later on this weekend, of course, all throughout the fall. So keep it right here. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Back after this. 
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. Okay. You know those... uh, Huh? I love when you have ideas. Well, I know, because they're all brilliant. You know those uh, (laughs) compilation albums? Now that's what I call music. Yeah, yeah. They've got like however many hundreds of them. Yep. We buy every single copy to date. And you and I sit down in this room for two hours to heck with the sports show. And we go song to song and song and song, and we talk about every single one of them. Okay. And we just review the songs. There'd be a, a large run in there where my only review would be bad. <laughs> you think any good countries ever landed on those, like early Toby Keith? Maybe some Shania Twain. That was kind of the first pop country. That was like kind of the first real crossover was in the mid-90s. You can call Shania Twain country? You wouldn't? Uh, I guess I don't know her enough to really know. She's country, man. She's gone country. <laughs> That's Alan Jackson. He never appeared on Now. He's never appeared on this show either, unfortunately. Maybe we should effort that. That's what I want, Tommy. Okay. Alan Jackson on the show. I'll effort Alan Jackson. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I am Colton Nuanas. Still efforting Macklemore. That's good. I still wonder if anybody even knows who that is. It, my argument has become much more strong as he has faded from the public spotlight for sure. You want wings? I know you do. I know you're hungry. It's Wednesday, so we've got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Tommy and uh, Andrew Houghton, our new associate here at ESPN Missoula. Uh, we went down to Despo the other day, I guess a couple weeks ago now. Enjoyed ourselves. Not one, not two, but three baskets of delicious wings. Got some hot teriyaki. Got some sissy teriyaki. Got some garlic parm. Some fries. Oh, man. It's what you need to do. It's what you need to do. In, it's what you need in your life. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number two, I got a dozen wings the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. It's easy. No trivia, nothing like that, nothing confusing. We're just going to let her rip. Call number two, 888-1029. I got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Despo is a great place to watch baseball particularly. It's a great place to watch sports, but it's a great baseball bar, one of the best baseball bars uh, in Missoula. And uh, they're going to have all the pennant race and everybody that's coming down the wire here in the baseball season starting to kick into high gear. Can the San Francisco Giants hang on to the best record in baseball? Is there a, a coming surge from the Los Angeles Dodgers? What's going to go on in the, the American League? All the division races in the American League are tight and uh, unpredictable. So all of that we'll have for you here 
uh, they'll have for you there at the Desperado. Speaking of baseball, it's super cool. I got this card yesterday. This is a, a Ted Williams card from 1959 when uh, Teddy Ballgame returned from the war. And one of the most underrated portions of any legendary sporting career. Ted Williams spent a full five years in the prime of his baseball career flying planes for the United States Air Force. This stuff doesn't happen anymore, man. And I think that uh, a lot of times I think that we have this notion in sports that everything is always improving. Athletes and athleticism and the way that athletes take care of their bodies, the way that they hone their crafts, all that, it's objectively improved a significant amount. But I do think we underrate some of the natural talents and just some of the, the intrinsic toughness of some of the former athletes. I mean, when people talk about the best baseball players of all time, they still talk about old school guys from time to time. But I, I, I don't think Ted Williams' name gets brought up enough, man. Ted Williams the last player to hit 400. Ted Williams was a 500 home run guy. Ted Williams was off for Major League Baseball for a handful of years and then came back and nearly hit 400 the year after he came back from the war. He hadn't played in four years. It's an unbelievable accomplishment and uh, worth remembering for sure because I think that some of these old school guys, maybe their memories have started to fade. Baseball isn't as popular as it once was. We always got to remember those guys, especially the ones that fought for our freedom and let us have uh, jobs like I have here today at ESPN Missoula where I'm just... I'm just screwing around talking about sports and Shania Twain. What a life that I have. And it's because of guys like Ted Williams and any and every other veteran out there that serves. So uh, that's an impromptu and, and sort of rambling way of saying thank you for anybody that serves our, served our country. And uh, also a reminder, just don't forget about those that came before us. It's very important. History is very important. And reverence for the legends that came before us, very important as well. Speaking of somebody that's older than me, somebody I look up to a lot, I have a lot of reverence for, and the guy that got me into this job directly, well, guess what? His illustrious return. He will join us next on the ESPN Roundtable. It's Ryan Tutel. So excited to have my former co-host back in the chair with me. That'll be the duration of your hour number two here on Nuanas now. A little Tutel and Nuanas, as it were. Keep it right here at 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide Television, SWX Montana TV. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 